Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast, where we help one another find, keep, and share our confidence in Christ. I'm your host, Ainsley B. It's an honor to bring you some inspiring conversations with amazing guests. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to kindly ask if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect on Instagram, so find me at Ainsley B. Okay, I can't wait anymore. Let's get to know our guest. Sarah Hallis is a speaker, writer, and mom, encouraging and equipping you to walk in abundantly more than you can imagine. Just wait until you hear her story. Let's meet Sarah. Sarah, welcome to Wild Confidence. How are you today? Yay, I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. We have the cutest, most wonderful, perfect mutual friend in our friend, Anna, who is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, And I'm just so thankful that she connected us. Yes. I'm just so grateful. I was literally talking about it this morning in Bible study to my girls. Like there's so many people in the world. So like for you to get connected to somebody or cross paths with somebody, like there is a purpose for it. And I'm just so grateful, you know, like just, Mm -hmm. yeah, to be connected to somebody as incredible as you and like your story and what you've done for women and relationships and confidence. I'm like you, like we are soul, like we really are like reading your book. I'm like, Oh, I resonate with this. So yeah, yeah, you're amazing. You're incredible. I'm so grateful for the (laughs) opportunity to just chat with you. And yeah, so grateful that Anna connected. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She sent me um your name and she was like, you have to hear Sarah's story. Uh like it went viral on TikTok or something. You should just check it out. And I was like, okay. And then I think either she sent me your name or some at somehow yeah. I refound the video uh that like kind of yeah. kicked off on TikTok. And I was like, wait yeah. a second. I have <laughs> seen this before. Yeah. I re- it really did go viral for me to this yeah. is repeated, you know? Yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like everybody needs to know you and more about you and all of the things, but before we dive into everything, um, that you want to share with us or that you'd be willing to share with us, yeah, tell us what you're working on right now and, uh, what's on your heart right now. Oh my gosh. Okay. So right now, um, so currently I show up every day and lead a Bible study in my ministry. It's a virtual women's ministry called abundantly more the abundantly more community. And, um, so I actually show up there every single day pour my heart out and just lead a Bible study and mentor and coach women. Yeah. Monday through Friday. Yeah. Um, I really felt like the Lord just put that on my heart. Um, just, and it stemmed from TikTok and by, you know, realizing how many women needed the confidence to um, believe that there was, it was possible to achieve their dreams, even with going through hard things, having setbacks, having insecurities, having maybe a mindset for perfectionism or feeling like you're not good enough. Like there is a bigger purpose that God is calling you into and the things that you've been through don't hold you back. It's actually been preparation for what he has for you in the next season. So kind of refocusing that mindset. And, um, that's kind of actually another way we're similar. You wrote in your book, you said, um, uh, if every hard thing that I've been through has helped me reach, learn something so that I can reach and encourage somebody else, then it's worth it. And I feel like that's like my, was my survival mechanism for a long time. I'm like, this has to mean that it's preparing me to meet somebody that I never would have been able to resonate with 
prior, you know? So yeah. anyway, so that's me in my ministry is I'm literally just like, okay, that big sister, like, what do you need? How can I um, empower you, encourage you, like see past these roadblocks that you're seeing as like walls that I'm like, no, this mm-hmm. is an open door girl. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's my ministry. That's Love what I do that. every day. And then I'm working on, um, I just had book, pro- uh, my book proposal go out. It's for devotional <gasps> to seven Yay. different, like major publishers that went out yesterday. Yeah. Oh so gosh. yeah. So that's really exciting. Something that I never thought would happen for me. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, I did, but just when it happens, you, it happens when you, when I, least expected it or felt like I least deserved it. So yeah, just a huge blessing. And then yeah, a podcast, probably by the time this comes out, we will have either launched our podcast, join a network, whatever, um, me and Anaka. So that's like super exciting. So those are some things that I'm working on right now. I love it. Okay. You have, you've already said Anaka's name, but we yes. don't know her yet. So oh, yes. I want you to share Yes, your story, your friendship, like just Tell us all the things. Yeah. So, um, why you went viral on TikTok, I guess I should say. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So two years ago, the long story short is two years ago, the pandemic hit and, um, my, uh, now ex-husband who's my husband at the time just told me right off the bat, like, yeah, I, you know, decided that I don't want to be married anymore. So I was kind of like, okay, Lord, like what is going to happen? I was living in Fort Lauderdale at the time and I just prayed like, God, like what? But again, like even in that moment, I'm like, this isn't normal. Like the world is ending. Like I'm Mm -hmm. like the first person in my family to be divorced. I'm like, what, like, what is happening? Like what, this doesn't just happen. Like something bigger is coming. So, um, Inaka was a mutual friend of mine that I had actually met through social media. Um, so we had done like a beauty business uh, together. We had partnered in this business together. And so, um, we had some mutual friends and we had done some stuff together, but that was really like the depth of our relationship. But she called me out of the blue a few days after this happened with my now ex-husband and was like, Hey, she was living in Washington, DC. And she was like, Hey, like this, you know, my, I just like kind of officially lost my job at this church that I was working with. And I, and I need to move. And, and she was just wanting to process it with me, which is kind of, you know, bizarre that it was me. Cause I hadn't shared anything that was happening in my life on social media. We were like kind of friends, but not, you know, so I was just like, talk to me, like, what are you thinking? And she was like, well, I'm thinking about moving to Houston to be closer to my mom, or I'm thinking about moving to Nashville to be closer to our mutual friend. And I was like, well, actually like I'm signing my divorce papers in a few days. So like, do you want a roommate? Like I'll move to Nashville with you. <laughs> and she was like, wait, what, what, like, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, like crazy. So she was like, yeah. So I kind of told her what was happening. And I was like, are you, are you down for Nashville? Cause I knew that this was all happening for a reason. And now you're calling me. Like I just, right. the Lord, like there's just no such thing as coincidences. Like all these things lining up the timeline lining up, like this is not a coincidence. So she mm-hmm. was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, let's, let's do it. So a few days later, booked a flight to, uh, Nashville, checked out an apartment that was beautiful, checked off all the boxes. I like FaceTimed her and showed her the apartment. It was everything that she had prayed for. She was like, I wanted a first floor doors out to the patio, like all this stuff. It was free to move in. Um, it w- we paid $200 for the first like two months living there within the middle of the pandemic. So it was like super cheap, whatever. So I was like, all these doors are opening. Like this doesn't even make sense. So I can't, yeah. she would call me and be like, you'll never believe it. Like I got confirmation from somebody else that I'm supposed to move. To. I was like, no, you told me that if I was, I was like, I told you this is going to happen. So anyways, so we moved to Nashville together. Like everything was, Oh, 
And the only, um, in order for us to get our first month free, we had to move in by July 1st. And it was like June 24th or something. <gasps> I was like, are you down? And she was like, um, yeah, I guess so. So oh my gosh. So she started packing her car. I flew back home, packed my car, and we were in Nashville a few days later. And then six weeks after that, I realized something wasn't right. I hadn't gotten my period for a while. Oh um, I was just like, I was looking at a picture from us hanging out that day. And I just, my belly was looking bigger than normal. I'm laying in bed. I'm feeling like movement in my belly. And I had told myself the last few weeks that I had felt this, that it was just food digesting, but I'm like, I haven't eaten in a while. What This is really interesting. So I'm like, hmm. And I had just unpacked my bathroom. Like I, I had just pack my bathroom, which is how fresh this was all, this all is. And I had a pregnancy test from, you know, I packed it when I was married, whatever. So I just take the test. It's pregnant. It, it's positive. <gasps> like immediately long story short, three months later, I give birth to a healthy baby boy three months, three Girl, I was months six months later. pregnant. I went oh. to an ultrasound the next day. I went to an ultrasound the next day. And I mean, it's a whole story. It's, it's, it's a whole thing, but she puts the ultrasound thing on my belly and goes, <gasps> And I was like, can you see, like, can you see? And I knew like, and actually this is part of the story too. I'm I'm trying to speed it up because I I know. No, I'm I'm in every single word. I already know the story and I'm like (laughs) on the edge of my seat, like, like I'm, I already know it. Yeah. So I tell (laughs) enough. So So, yeah, no. So I'm, so I'm immediately in my head. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I, Wait, I had so much gas peace for, what did she gas for? The gas was because this baby, I wasn't, oh, I mean, I wasn't was... really showing, but you could see, I mean, I would, they, and they didn't even believe me that. I, I mean, not that they didn't believe me, but they were like, well, let's take a urine test and we'll see. It's and like, then you thought, they me, thought you were six weeks and you were six months. Kind they of thing. thought, well, so I knew that the, that it, the, like, it was possible that I was three months. Like that was like when my husband and I separated. So I was like, I thought I was like three months. But Anaka told me when I told her I was pregnant, she like, I have a picture of her. She like put her head down on the counter and then she comes back up and she goes, how pregnant do you think you are? And I was like, I think like the last time was like three months. Like, I think I'm pregnant. She goes, no, you're not. You're like five or six months pregnant. <gasps> and I was like, no way. And she just knows her, her favor. Like she got a, she got a direct line to the Lord. Okay. She really does. Like she'd be knowing everything. Okay. So anyway, so long story short. So then the next day we go get an ultrasound. Uh, I'm, uh, she's on the front porch. It's COVID. She can't come in with me. Um, and, no. and so, yeah, so yeah, I find out literally within 48 hours that I'm pregnant, that I'm six months along and that I'm having a boy and oh. three months later I'm in the hospital. She's my uh, doula. She's massaging my back. She cut my umbilical cord. She slept what? on the hospital on, on like a, a couch, like a, it wasn't even a couch. It was like a chair. Yeah. It's just like most incredible friend ever. I totally expected her to just be like, peace out girl. Like, I mean, I did not sign up for this, you know, but I, I knew that it's not normal to not find out. I thought literally I'm on the ultrasound. This girl must've thought that I was crazy taking my ultrasound. I was like, call TLC. Like I didn't know I was pregnant. I was like, I really thought that I was just bloated from all the Chick-fil-A I was eating. Like she was not well, she was dead. She must've thought I was crazy anyways. So (laughs) yeah. So I knew the fact that I had just gotten divorced. I had just moved to Nashville. And then I find out that I'm six months pregnant. I'm like, the Lord had me here for a reason, right? Like, cause if I was, at, if I was back home, I would have been like, you ain't divorcing me, homie. Like you, yeah. <laughs> you said for better or for worse. And like, you sticking beside me, like, I don't care. But the Lord literally allowed this person to walk away from me. And then he, you know, whatever. 
anyways, um, he finalized his decision even, even after finding out, you know, about the baby and all that stuff, he still made a decision to just be like, this is not the life that I want. And, but God has literally given me like a way better life through circumstances that I would have described as my absolute worst nightmare. And Inaka yeah. has been that friend who is just like ride or die. Like the Lord brought us both here and I'm called to love you, you know, as Jesus would and, um, be the kind of friend that I want, you know? And, um, yeah, so she has just taught me so much about friendship and, um, yeah, so much. So yeah, she's now like hard second mom and, um, <laughs> Yeah. So, so then a few months later, I share my story. I was really wrestling with being a single mom and, you know, making sure people knew, oh, I was divorced. You know, he left me. I didn't want to be divorced. I was married when he was like, just the whole thing, you know, kind of really wanting people to, to know that I was kind of like wronged in this, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't mm-hmm. just, you know, do this. And the Lord had to convict me and be like, it don't matter how you got in this situation. Cause it's not about you anyways. It's about how I'm coming through. I, look at the ways that I have provided for you. Look at the friends that I brought into your life, the community yeah. that I brought into your life, the ways that I literally have people drop groceries off at your doorstep. This is not about you and you trying to save your reputation or trying to make sure that people think a certain thing about you. It doesn't matter. What matters is what you Mm. let me do through you from this point forward. And so he called me to share my story on TikTok and I wrestled with it for a really long time. Just, and finally he was like, again, this is not about you sharing your story. This is about you sharing what I'm doing through you because somebody else is in your same situation and does not have the hope that you have because of me. So I shared my story on TikTok. I said, you know, this is my worst nightmare, but it ended up being better than I could ever ask, think, or imagine. He really sustained me with Ephesians 3.20. And and yeah, so I was like, I just want to encourage anybody who is feeling like life is not going the way you planned. It's because he has something so much better for you. I promise. And Mm -hmm. um, that went viral. My DMs blew up. So many women saying like, how do you have the confidence? How do you have the strength? How do you have the joy? Like, I feel like, a victim. I've been left. Somebody has treated me poorly. They're not here to support me. And I'm like, no. So anyways, so that is what started my ministry and just me pouring out to women to give, you know, the kind of just hope and just encouragement to keep pushing through, to see what the enemy is trying so hard to distract you and discourage you with. Like he wouldn't be trying that hard if there wasn't something really big and beautiful that the Lord is leading you into. So yeah. that's my whole thing. And then, yeah. And then I started chilling in Naka with Harv and, you know, her being his second mom. And it was just like, that is when it really like blew up. We were in women's day and Yahoo and daily mail and like all these crazy sources just love this picture of what Anaka was to, you know, me and Harv, just this love support doesn't matter whose kid it is, what color it is, what it looks like, where it came from. Like love is the focus. And that is kind of where everything started. That is wild. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the (laughs) most powerful things that you are kind of saying, like all of those things is like when your worst nightmare turns into a dream, almost Mm -hmm. like these circumstances, these things, these facts Mm -hmm. do not define what God is doing. And that's so powerful because people, um, you know, their attitudes are based on their circumstances. Their hope is based on their circumstances so much. And you are such an example, like Anaka is incredible in this whole story, but your attitude and your 
take on everything and gratitude towards her. Absolutely. I mean, she's phenomenal. Um, but I'm just thinking of like, you really are showing people Jesus in a way that isn't just like, I don't know, in, in a way that the circumstances don't define your attitude or your emotions. And that is so, 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 so powerful. Um, and I'm just, I'm like the, if he has done this, imagine what he has next. Oh, <laughs> you girl, know? no. Yeah. And what? I've had to wrestle with that. Like that. It's so funny because the enemy wants you focused on your failures or your past or what didn't happen. Like, imagine if I was just so devastated, like my marriage, like I love my parents have an incredible marriage, like an incredible family. Like just, that was what I wanted more than anything. Like yeah. that was my dream. And so imagine if I had just done everything that I could do to just keep my marriage to this person together. I would have missed what the Lord had for me. Not that, you know, but, um, totally. I would have missed how the Lord actually wanted to lead me into a story that was so much bigger than my own comprehension. Y'all it is happening. I am so excited to finally bring you the book that I've been working on called don't date a boo-boo dude. It is a guide to raise your standards, realize your worth, and remove shame from the dating game. I'm writing this book on a mission that girls everywhere will embrace a wild confidence in their identity in Christ and fulfill the calling that God has placed on their lives. Y'all, it's time to raise the bar, link arms, and fix our crowns. The book is available now. Go get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the places, all the things. I'm so excited to share this with you. Okay. You said one of the things that people ask you is how you stay confident in Christ. Like how this is, how are you even above water Mm -hmm. (laughs) with everything that has happened? So I'm asking that same question. How do you stay confident in Christ? What tools do you have in your tool belt that allow you to see so clearly? Because the thing is, I wrote this down. You had that perspective during the divorce, like even with everything going on, you saw a purpose in it mm-hmm. that's blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. You had a confidence even then that was like, no, this is for a reason. Something mm-hmm. is happening. You mm-hmm. kind of had that clarity. So yeah. what, what, yeah. <laughs> what is that? Tell yeah. us more about that. I think I am a, um, flaming Enneagram seven. I, you wrote this <laughs> in your book too. Like we can find the silver lining in anything. And I think it's just this, like, it's, it's, it's more than stubbornness. It really is conviction where it's like what the enemy intends for evil, the Lord will always use for good. And Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that if my focus is on what the enemy wants me to look at, I will miss what God has for me. Yeah. Not because God's not providing it for me, but because I'm simply choosing to dwell on the pain or the, the disappointment or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I just refuse. It's just this deep rooted belief that God has something better. God has something better. And again, that verse Ephesians three 20, that's the name of my ministry. Like it really did sustain me. Like I always say, um, 
because what he has for you is more than you can ask, think, or even imagine because what he has for you is even bigger than you can imagine. You can't even think to ask for it. That's how big it is. Mm -hmm. Then the preparation for that plan is not going to make sense to you. And so Mm -hmm. when things are falling apart, recognize you're not powerful enough to mess up God's plan. Yeah. yeah, you can make mistakes. And yes, there are going to be consequences for those things. But the purpose in that I believe from the Lord is always for us to grow so that we can get back on track and walk into um, what he has for us. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it's like my survival mechanism, you know, like, yes, this is bad. This is happening to me. And I've had to go through therapy to be able to process like, <laughs> okay, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's think through it. You know, like you can't just keep charging forward, but at the same time, um, I really think that, um, that confidence is also something that my parents instilled in me, which I'm really grateful Mm. for. And Mm -hmm. I feel like more than anything, it's actually what's tried to come against me being that confident. And for me, it really is, um, perfectionism and people pleasing Mm -hmm. when I'm trying so hard to get things perfect. When I want my plan, I'm missing the way the Lord's really, he's, He will do things to force you to have open hands. And when you have open hands, things are going to fall off, but you're also going to have open hands to receive what he has for you. But when you're striving for perfection, which is not attainable anyways, you're going to miss the opportunities that he is so graciously going to give you that you don't have to work for that. You don't have to earn that. You don't have to be good enough for, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so really working through that perfectionism, um, which would hold me back. And then people pleasing being like, Hey, not everyone's going to be happy. Actually, if you are working towards what God's calling you to, you're willing to lay down the things that feel good or look good or make sense now for his plan, for his purpose, it's going to ruffle some feathers, not just Mm -hmm. because you're, you're, you're going against the grain and you're doing something that's harder than a lot of people are willing to do because it's, doesn't, it's not of your flesh. It literally requires you to be so strong in your spirit, but, um, you're opening people's eyes to what's possible. And a lot of times it is so difficult for us to be willing to lay down our flesh, to pursue what God calls us to in the spirit that it, 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 it sets you apart. And the Bible makes that clear. And so, um, so really accepting like, okay, I'm never going to be perfect and I'm never going to make everybody happy. Let me lay those two things down. Um, and just walk, <laughs> walk by faith and just trust that God's going to meet me there. And if something doesn't happen, I, it, 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 my, because my desire is to pursue God and obey him, even when it doesn't make sense, mm. I can trust that what does or doesn't work is his plan and not mine. And yeah. that is just how I live my life. Yeah. I, I mean, I love that because I think that that is it's a, it's a perspective that we forget over and over and over. It's like, you know, wandering in the desert, the Israelites wandering in the desert. It's like over and over and over that we have to refocus. And that reminder is just so powerful. Um, and remembering that he does have something better. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to believe whenever we're relying on our circumstances or whenever we're focused on our circumstances, but like whenever you said, whenever we're laying down that flesh to pursue the spirit, we're able to have a higher thought almost or higher trust maybe is the word. That's like, I I don't even know, like (laughs) this absolutely does not make sense, but here we are and Mm -hmm. on we go. (laughs) 
Yes, like Joseph, like Joseph was literally in prison and they were yeah. like the ne- overnight he's before the Pharaoh literally saying, God, like, it's not going to be me prophesying. It's God working through me. Like even through all those sucky circumstances, it's sucky about word. I don't know. Even through yeah, all those sucky circumstances, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was so like just seeking the Lord to where, when the Pharaoh brought him out, he wasn't like, look at what I can do. And like, you should have remembered me to bring me up here two years ago, but you left me there and you know, shame on you and shame on you and all this stuff. And look at this diamond in the rough that was hidden back there and all this stuff. Now it's my time to shine. He came saying, still giving glory to God saying, it's going to be God that interprets your dream. I'm just here to be a vessel. And immediately Pharaoh says, because of how you allow the Lord to work through you, you're going to be in power. It's never been about Mm. you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just like trusting and believing as if it's already happening because overnight your circumstance is going to change and what you, your, the position of your heart that you held onto in those tough times is what's going to sustain you in, in, in the elevated season when he calls you higher. So you're telling me that <laughs> these people, <laughs> these people in your abundantly more ministry program, they get all of this wisdom oh, every yeah. single day, girl, every morning. And I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm telling you and, 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 and tr- test, like test him. Like when you, I, I think, and we literally talked about this this morning. It's like when we, who life, you know, like we get, we, it's so easy to get distracted or discouraged, you know, by life and the things that happen. And God has just revealed to me over and over. It's like, and just, it's not just me, you know, people pray over me and I have support and, and I'm so grateful. And it's like, if you are feeling that overwhelm, if you are feeling that, um, just wait, it's, mm-hmm. it's not yours to carry. It's never been yours to carry and you can give it to him. And when he calls you into these opportunities, say, yes, rise to the occasion, call the person, meet the person, say what's on your heart. Cause it's not about you. It's about what he's doing through you. And as long as you are sharing what he is doing and you're allowing him to sustain you, he's, we talked about this earlier. He's going to expand your capacity to fill the calling that he's, that you are obeying him and walking yeah. into, but it's never going to be bigger than you're willing to walk into. We say, I want to see what you have for me. And then I'll decide if I'm going to walk into it. But when you just walk, he's literally going to strengthen you and elevate you as you're walking. And you're not even going to notice it, but all of a sudden you're going to look back and be like, I'm literally walking in an answered prayer. And it wasn't because I worked harder or I studied more or I was smarter or whatever. It's because of the posture of my heart, my willingness to obey, even when I felt like I wasn't good enough or I didn't deserve it or it wasn't what I wanted. He, he makes it happen even better than we can imagine, but it's because we're willing to just simply share what he's doing and not, not making it about us. Yeah, exactly. I had, I'm in this uh, prophecy mentorship group and there was the question was, who is he to you lately? Mm. Now just share that. And that I think is so powerful because it's so relatable, you know, like this is who he is to me lately. And he's a miracle worker, the great physician, all of these things that I don't know that, um, we don't remember the power in his titles and who he is to us. And if we can just share that, then I think it helps people just where Mm -hmm. they're at and keep walking and keep walking blindly. And yes. if we can just link arms, oh my gosh. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love, I love what you're doing. I love it all. I love it all. Okay. So I'm thinking of like Sarah finding out like when that pregnancy test goes positive, whenever the ultrasound is yeah. happening, like what would you tell her if anything in that moment? Yeah, I think honestly, and there was, I think, <clears throat> I think deep down there was always this core belief, like, no, this is for a purpose. But even well-intended, you know, Christian people, um, because when I found out I was pregnant at that time, my divorce wasn't like finalized. We still had to show up and do a Zoom call to just be like done. Everything was signed. And in my mind, mm -hmm. this is what and so um I think you know, well-intended people were like, oh, well, maybe you can still fight to make it work and all this stuff. And I love marriage. I love marriage. I hate to all the things, mm -hmm. but I think, um, what I would go back and tell this, and I, and I really wrestled because I was like, all these people are telling me to like, hold tight for hope in my marriage. When this mm -hmm. person is so clearly shown that they don't care about me, they don't care about this baby. They don't, they're not yeah. going to be the husband that the Lord said, like, so I, I was just really wrestling with what it would look like to make it happen. Like in order for this mm. marriage to work, I would have to, I would have to force it to happen. I would have to say, I'm refusing to sign. I'm refusing. And over time, the Lord did give me peace. Like you move forward. And if there's an intercept, like if I, if, if the Lord intercedes, he's going to know. And he knew my heart and he knew that my heart was not to walk. Away. My heart was never to walk away. It was not what I wanted, but it was something that was happening. It was happening to me outside of my control, um, yeah. at that time. And, um, I think what I was just tell that person is that the Lord is going to equip you to walk into even things that you don't feel that you'd be able to, uh, walk through on your own, you know, like that, mm -hmm. if he's allowing you to walk into a, a season that feels really hard, um, it's not a punishment. It's preparation mm -hmm. always, always. And if there was going to be restoration, if there was going to be, um, and that was probably another thing, um, for anybody just struggling with, um, you know, their marriage or divorce or relationships or anything like that. Um, I had so many well-intended people tell me, you know, that me and my ex-husband getting back together would be the ultimate redemption story. Um, mm. and, um, I remember hearing the Lord's heart is always to, um, or, you know, the ultimate story of restoration. Um, and the Lord's heart is always to restore you closer to him. Mm -hmm. Not always another person, not always, you know, and yeah. so when you are seeking him and his best and you are willing to receive his best, it might look like having to accept, you know, circumstances that um, are not what you want, but he's going to do something better through it and just keep trusting that if it's not and, good, it's not done. And the truth, yeah. And the truth is, is that it is the ultimate redemption story for you. Right. You know, like, right. yeah, you're right. This was the ultimate redemption story yeah. for me and my yeah. heart. Yeah. And what, and how I overcame these circumstances, obviously with the Lord, I'm not yes. over, um, inflating your, you know, human abilities, but 
because you trusted him, it was your redemption story. It just wasn't the redemption story they had in their mind. Yeah. Which is so like exactly what you're saying in the beginning, like above and uh, just more than humans can even comprehend. Yes. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. But the thing that the humans miss is that we don't understand yeah. <laughs> what he's doing. And that's okay. Yeah. Because he, it's going to be, everything works out for the good of those who love him. Yeah. And man, it's just incredible. Like it's incredible what he's done with your story. Not even that, like, you know, going viral on TikTok is, is the goal, right? It's an incredible thing that happened, but the goal is exactly you being Joseph to Mm -hmm. so many people. And that was his, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, what am I trying to say? Like vehicle for that. Like that was the vehicle for Mm -hmm. you to be able to say, Hey, this is the Lord. Hey, this Mm -hmm. is the Lord. This is the Lord. And because of you doing that, you're just gaining so much um, favor and attention for his kingdom. You're Mm -hmm. furthering the kingdom because of Mm -hmm. your willingness to obey and your Mm -hmm. willingness to see past your circumstances and be his mouthpiece in the hands and feet where you are, which is just incredible. It's incredible. (sighs) I love it. It's it's just, yeah, it is incredible. And it's like, he sees your heart and, you know, the Bible says that, um, you know, he, he loves to give you the desires of your heart, but when Mm -hmm. it matches his will, when it matches his plan. And so if I had just gone out seeking a platform, would it have gone the same way? Probably not. And even if it did, I would have missed, like you said, the favor and the blessing that came from seeking those things simply to be, like you said, a mouthpiece for him. And when we do that, oh, um, my, my pastor, Alex Seeley said, um, I'll never forget two years ago at conference, she was standing on a stage and she said, a lot of people want to be on a stage. And almost every person that I've talked to has, you know, I, I have had a vision and I'm on a stage and I'm sharing my story. She said, but, um, what you don't know is that every single person on the stage today has been led here by obedience not Mm. opportunity. Mm. And it's just so funny because we think if we try really hard, we're going to meet the right people and this and that. And (laughs) hello, even us being here together, having this conversation, it completely just evolved. So, so supernaturally in a way that neither of us could have really even forced to happen, you know? And so, yeah, it's like when you trust God and you obey him, it looks like going low. It looks like going low. It looks like laying down. It looks like sacrifice. It looks like service. It looks like humility, but you can trust that he will always take that and use that once your heart is in the right place to hold the fullness that he has for you. Mm, that's so good. That is so good. I'm not adding anything to that because you just took us to church. So, and I love <laughs> the belonging. I, I went there as well whenever I lived in oh, yeah. Nashville. So I just love that so much. It just yeah. reminded me of being back there yeah. for a second. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where can we stay in touch online? Where can we keep up with you? Where are you? All the things. Yay. Yeah. So I am on Instagram and TikTok at my full name, Sarah Grace Hallis. Um, and then my ministry also has an Instagram, uh, the abundantly more or abundantly more community on Instagram and then on abundantly more community.com. 
Okay, perfect. So if anybody yeah. wants to find that, that is where those things are. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for hanging out. You are incredible and we are just honored to know you. Yay. Thank you for having me. It's seriously such a blessing to just know you and be here and be connected to you and um, just get to share what God's doing on, on your platform. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you for this book for anybody who's listening, who hasn't read the book, listen to the book, <laughs> grab the book. Seriously, this is not your average dating book. There is so much goodness in here for just recognizing and identifying signs of just abusive relationships or just recognizing when it's time is your standards, which is hard for a lot of us to do, especially if you're so focused on loving and serving others, you're not thinking about yourself, but the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. So you have to set the standard first before you can then decide what you allow to give to other people. So if you are dating or not dating, grab this, give it to somebody, gift it to somebody. It's really incredible. So thank you for sharing your wisdom where other people can absorb it and learn and grow and have relationships and confidence that honors God. And thank you for all that you do. You are the best. You're the best. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.